What is going down, everybody? Welcome to a very special Am I Still on the Air? You know what it is. This is the special forum where we come together and we talk about one very specific topic. And I teased it on this week's episode of Am I on the Air? You know, I put up a new episode a couple days ago um, talking about uh, the new Joker movie. And uh, my new episode was Send in the Clowns. And on that episode, if you checked it out already, I said there's a possibility that there might be a little spoiler review on the horizon. And uh, surprise, here it is. It's time to talk Joker in all of its spoiler-filled glory. So this is the Am I Still in the Air Joker Spoiler Review. And as always, I always love to have guests on my spoiler reviews. And if you've listened to these Am I Still in the Airs before, you're no surprise to these gentlemen right here. Um, I got my boys Peeps and Friggins joining me once again. So what up, y'all? Thank you oh so much for having us, Don. This it is, is be such fun. a pleasure to be here. Heck yeah. Stoked. What up, everybody? What up, what up? Welcome what back, up? gentlemen. Glad to have you guys back on. Uh, Good putting to be this back. together, you know, it's never easy sometimes with multiple people trying to align schedules and time zones and everything else that's going on <laughs> in the world. Um, but we've made it happen for y'all. And um, this is a very interesting movie to do a spoiler review on. You know, um, you know, Friggins, before we started recording, was bringing up the point that, you know, usually we do these reviews, it's for Avengers and all these other big action movies, and we're always talking about, man, the scene was so badass, and when Thanos fucking did this, and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, there's always these cool big moments to talk about. This really isn't that type of movie, and this is more of a, you know, spoiler review to just kind of dig into what a unique film this is. And kind of just what we each kind of took away from it, because I feel like we each kind of came off with a different area of, you know, liking it and our appreciation for it, but still different views in the end of it. And um, so th it's going to be a def definitely a very interesting kind of spoiler review to kind of dig into. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so last warning, once again, this is a spoiler review. If you want to hear the non-spoiler, you need to go check out the uh, Am I on the Air episode from this week. Like I said, check out the episode Send in the Clowns, and you'll hear the spoiler-free review. But this is spoiler. We're digging in. Nothing's being held back. Um, I'm just going to start off with um, the fact that when I first reported this news, God, about a year ago, and I started hearing the rumblings about the director of The Hangover, Todd Phillips, was going to direct a Joker solo movie that takes place in kind of an Elseworld. It's not associated with the DCEU. It's going to probably be in the 80s. And it's got Joaquin Phoenix and talks. I was like, this fucking sounds stupid. I want nothing to do with this. What the F? You know, like... I'm I'm the biggest DC fan movie wise out of the bunch here and I like the DCEU. I want to see it progress. I don't want to see it go backwards. I don't want to start seeing spin-offs. It starts confusing people. And I'm telling you, there are confused people here when it comes to this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to state for the record once again that this movie is separate from the DCEU. It is separate, at least as it stands right now. Based on how much money this thing's making, we might see a shift, and all of a sudden this fucker pops up in the Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> He's been there the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. He's like, I've been waiting for you, Bruce, since you were 12. 
Um, you know, so um, who knows what can end up happening with this. But when this movie was put together, the concept of it was to be a one and done spin-off kind of movie, an Elseworld type thing that DC was going to start making these movies under almost under a different banner which they didn't really do it they didn't at least announce a banner for this one but kind of like uh you know like like marvel knights you know or something like that where it's like warner brothers something to where you know okay this isn't part of our kind of continuing storyline with wonder woman and aquaman and shazam and all them um but this is something different and this isn't you know that because i i I know that there's a lot of hate, obviously, on the Joaquin, or not Joaquin, but um, Jared Leto Joker from Suicide Squad and a lot of people being like, oh, I'm glad he got replaced and this or that. Or there's also the flip side of it where people saying, man, that's messed up. How are they going to replace Jared Leto like this and that? This is not the same Joker. This is what I'm trying to get a stretch the <laughs> point across that this is not the same Joker. This is an Elseworld kind of situation. They are not the same character. Jared Leto could very well pop up in the Birds of Prey movie in a couple months. He could pop up in the Suicide Squad sequel that James Gunn is making right now. I We will see him again. I have pretty good faith that we will see Jared Leto pop up again as Joker um, this is something different. This is a different take on it. Obviously, like I said, it takes place in the 80s. Bruce Wayne is only like 12 years old in this movie. You know, he, he deals with Thomas Wayne a lot more in this film. You know, so this is not your typical kind of Batman Gotham kind of movie. So I want to make sure that you guys understand that if there's any confusion still out there. Um, wondering about the differences between um, the timelines and just everything that's going on there. So when this news was all being put together, they fast tracked the hell out of this movie. It was like a rumor, and then like a month later, they're like, "It's a done deal." And like a month later, they were shooting this thing. So it was crazy, and they shot it fast because they just started shooting this thing early 2018, and here it is already out. Um, usually it takes a lot longer to put these movies together, but this isn't a big CGI movie. This is something that they could film in a couple months and knock it out. And that's exactly what they did here. And like I said, man, I just was not a fan of it. It sounded dumb. And I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I just never really have been. I appreciated some of his earlier work. And then just lately, he just seems so off the reservation and, He's just always doing all these indie films that I just could not care less about. I thought you really liked her. <laughs> I hated her. I know you did. <laughs> I hated that movie so much. And all its damn critical acclaim that it never should have gotten. Um, oh, so good. Oh, it was, oh, what a shitty movie. Okay, but let's not digress <laughs> to uh, that. But yes, you know, I was, I just, needless to say, I was not happy <laughs> that Joaquin Phoenix was the guy that they went and got to do Joker. Uh, then the first trailer came out, and I was like, all right, it looks pretty good, but it's still not a Joker movie to me. This is something totally different, you know, whatever. And then the second trailer came out, and I'm like, still looking good. I'm sure it's going to be a great movie. I was like, I'm sure he'll get nominated for an Oscar. Like, I, I already saw these things in my head months ago, but still never gave super high credence to it. Never had a big desire to see it when it came out. But, of course, you know, Check out the new movies when they come out. So last week in IMAX, checked it out opening night. And the movie blew me away. And I, you know, sometimes it's crazy, man. We have such a different, you know, opinion going into things. I don't think any of us thought this movie was a good idea when we first heard about it. And it's crazy to see what we came out of it with. Um, 
I was I'm blown away. right there with you. <laughs> I was blown I, away. I, did, I was not excited. Go Sorry, ahead. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just saying, I was just so blown away from the performance of Joaquin Phoenix. Um, from seeing his journey from just, you know, Arthur Fleck to becoming Joker. Uh, this is the biggest anti-bullying movie you could have ever asked for. Because it just goes to show you, man. You you bully some people and uh, sh- there's going to be some hell to pay. And, um, you know, you see that journey from just this fragile little dude that's just, you know, minding his own business. And just he's a little weird in his he- own head. But the more and more people picked on him, he became this demented-ass serial killer. And um, it's it's crazy to see that transition. The movie was shot beautifully. It looks beautiful. Todd Phillips did an amazing job. Everybody in the movie just killed it and knocked it out the park. And I walked away just being like, damn. Like, this was a movie that I was only so, so looking forward to. I didn't think was that great of an idea. And came out of it just totally mind-blown. So, as we start kind of this discussion, you know, I'll kind of go around to you guys and just... Let's just start there with, like, go back to your thoughts when this news was announced, your general impressions, and then obviously seeing the movie and walking out of the theater this past week. So, friggins, go for it, man. Yeah, um, I was just trying to say, like, I I was right there with you. Um, When they first announced they're going to be a Joker movie, I was pretty livid, to be honest with you, because I, I think Joker personally works better when you don't know what his background is. Um, that was one of the most brilliant things of the Dark Knight version Joker is when, you know, he tells the story. And I remember the first time he tells the story of his background, I was like, oh, why did they do that? And then the second time he tells a totally different story of his background, I was like, okay, that's what's up. That's the best Joker right there is when you don't know what is real and how his background changed him and molded him to become to the person that he is today. So when I heard um, that they were going to just do a solo Joker movie, that was the first thing that came came to, to mind for me was why do we need to have his background story explained? I don't know. I just personally feel he's more interesting when we don't know. And then on top of that, I also wasn't thrilled about it being another person being Joker in a different time frame because just like you, Don, like, I like the connectivity of things. And, you know, they just really were pushing how they went. So, you know, they went out and got Jared Leto to be the Joker. Like, he was supposed to be the new big thing. And and sure, they did him a little different, and not everybody liked the way his style was. But I wanted to see more of where they were going to go with that, because I'd rather see, like, all the DC Universe stuff um, get connected. With all that being said, when I heard it was in the 80s, I kind of, like, loosened up a little bit, because I thought to myself, okay, at least this is in, like, this is going to be more of a period piece um, and talking about like a certain portion of our history and then throwing in Joker into this. But I had no idea what they were going to do or how they were going to pull it off. And I definitely didn't expect uh, what we got. Um, so right there with you, man, just super not looking forward to it. First trailer comes out. I actually was kind of surprised. I thought, wow, OK, that actually looks a lot more interesting than I had originally expected. And I was really shocked by the departure of the over-the-top, cinematic, um, you know, action-y kind of vibe that I was pretty much expecting, and instead seeing this down-to-earth, reality-based scenario. And even after the trailer, I didn't realize how much they were going to focus on the reality aspect and some of the issues that we have. 
in our society, especially now. Um, and I mean, it, it was just, it was just quite a shock to, to go in there. And as we, you know, uh, dissect this film a little bit more, we'll talk into what was shocking and what, you know, really surprised me and what really stood out, but the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. That's the best answer right there. But you know, it, it was just not, uh, not thrilling for me. I just, I had almost no excitement for it. It wasn't until like right before we did the the episode um, where we talked about our most anticipated movies, where I finally started getting a little bit of excitement for it. And I ended up throwing it up uh, on my um, anticipated list. So it, it just was because more of the talk about how well Joaquin was doing and that, you know, this might be Oscar worthy and stuff like that. So it was more of an interest of, okay, what is happening here? Like, is this going to be crashing and burning or is this going to be uh, amazing? And I kind of really was more interested in seeing how the overall thing turned out as opposed to interested in seeing the movie, if that makes any kind of sense. But that's kind of where I started. That's how I kind of came into it. Um, and, uh, you know, before I walked into the theater. So, peeps. Oh, yeah. Thank you for for calling on me freaking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, I, you know, pretty much mirror what you say friggins. I don't want to, um, you know, just, just kind of repeat everything you said, but yes, I, I do agree that when they first announced it, I, this isn't something I've asked for. This isn't something I've ever needed. And one of the most intriguing things about this character, as Don stated, is the fact that we don't necessarily know why he is, the reason why he is he is just chaos um in the flesh um don't want to get into it too much but they've even gone so far in the comments or in the comics to make uh joker so much of a uh, a, a deity that has been alive for eons and has just existed specifically to create chaos kind of thing so it's when they said that they're going to come out with a movie, I'm just like, why do we need an explanation for this character? And and we don't. And like as I stated, the one thing that makes this guy interesting, they're taking it away for by giving him a a, a backstory. So I wasn't excited for it from get go. Um, DX, you announced um, multiple times how this isn't connected to anything. So again, why am I looking forward to this movie? I'm not. And then we see picture or images of it. Again, it looks like uh, friggins. I I disagree. I, I think when they started uh, showing us images and, and and trailers, it looked very grounded. He looked like just a dude that painted his face. So I, the the one thing that I could hope for is, is for this to be a flashy comic booky, you know, Scott Pilgrim kind of movie. Uh, they, they took that away. So I I literally had so no. not that. <laughs> yep. No. Yep. So I I literally had 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 I wasn't excited for this. I don't even think I would have seen it if it wasn't for you, Friggins. You were very excited about this after you had uh, seen it on 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 you know the Thursday prior, and you know to to the point where you're like, dude, I need to talk about this movie, and for you to be that excited about it, it it it, it intrigued me, and. I, I also I, I I didn't even really know that it was going to be rated R and if it was rated R I mean what's rated R nowadays like <laughs> RoboCop is rated R some of the other movies that they have nowadays I mean not so much rated R so <laughs> it, it's a it's a 
you know, a, a wide range in terms of the rating system. So yada, yada, yada. I wasn't really looking forward to it, um, especially because it was grounded and we, it was a story I, I felt that I didn't need and I didn't want. But as we will get into it, um, I am very happy that I had seen it and I am excited to to talk more about it and uh, to get into the uh, the, the nitty gritty of it all. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to hear that one of my uh, Instagram stories talking about the movie helped to get at least one person in the theater. So if you want to see, I do post uh, little mini reviews on Instagram every time I see a new release or something. So the that's at Friggins. The ridiculous. Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> he needs to just use Stardust. Stardust, <laughs> holla holla. with a Z, everybody. <laughs> Friggins with a Z. At Friggins with a Z. Yeah. Make sure you hold down the screen so you can read it all because it'll flash forward through it real fast. And you'll be like, why the fuck did he write all this shit? And it's fucking just flipping through it every fucking two seconds. And I got to go back and try out. to reread it. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out that the Joker, th there was so much to say about this and there were so many points I wanted to make. And I didn't even go into spoilers. This is just general information. I actually did a... Um, a four-part post <laughs> because I just had so much to say and I was like, this can't be done in just one little thing. <laughs> you did. And I was like, you could have summarized this in a Stardust video and it would have been a lot it's easier. True. It's true. He's trying to stamp all these little cute fucking messages across the fucking picture. I'm like, come on, man. You you probably spent 20 minutes trying to put all that together. That's and true. You could have just no, made that's... a 30-second video. <laughs> You're not wrong. So ridiculous. Stardust, everybody, Stardust. <laughs> and Friggins is on there. He just doesn't use it for whatever reason. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to work yeah. something out. <laughs> also, if everybody can please like and subscribe to my channel as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got to get our plugs yeah. in when we Pizza's can. Pizza's on Stardust also, but you wouldn't know That's that either. True. He needs to put his uh, Cyclops visor back on to start doing some reviews. <laughs> Do I have it on right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about for Stardust, man. We need the video proof. Okay, hear it. <laughs> I am sorry, guys. That's where were we? <laughs> no, what he's talking about. All Wait, right. Don, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, Joker, yes. So, you know, this movie comes out, and it's crazy. Like, I don't, did, was there a shit ton of security at your guys' screening? Uh, that's exactly what I was going to bring up is like just getting to the theater in itself was a crazy experience to include a shit ton of experience. I mean, uh, a shit ton of cops. Yes. Security. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want, you want to just try that again? Yeah. yeah I'll try that again. <laughs> so just leading up to getting to the theater was a crazy experience to include a shitload of security. <laughs> I actually didn't have that for, um, for me. I, I was there on the Saturday, so uh, at that point, they were, I think they didn't care about me that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the weirdest thing because, like, before I went to the – I was at work telling people, you know, I'm going to a Thursday night show. I'm going to go see the new Joker movie. And it was the strangest experience because everyone I told that to, they were like, you need to be careful when you go. Yes, like, you know, I've got the same thing, dude. Be safe. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, there like is there a bunch of wear... serial killers out watching Joker right, right now? They they were telling me to wear like a bulletproof vest and stuff like that. And check this out. I don't know if you noticed, but like the DOJ, which is the Department of Justice, they sent out an actual warning to the public to be cautious and aware 
of your surroundings when you go to this film, to look for the exits, to find, uh, you know, how to get out, to look for security, talk to security and talk to them about any suspicious behavior. This is the first time I've ever seen that happen where the, where the DOJ is sending an actual notice to the public as a warning just to go see a movie. Like that experience was the strangest thing. And then like going to the movie, I happened to run into an individual that, um, uh, that I knew that is like a big comic book fan and everything. And he goes and sees all the movies on the Thursday night releases or whatever. And I asked him, I'm like, Hey dude, are you going to go see this movie right now? And he's like, Oh hell no, I'm staying away from there. He's like, I'm going to wait till this calms down. <laughs> I mean, so I'm here in the theater just looking around like scared off my mind. Like who the hell's going to jump up? Like, and I, I'm partially joking, but it really was yeah, yeah. A, a, a true experience that I, I don't ever want to go through again. But at the same time, it was just something to really like sit down and think about because of the state of our society and the things we have to worry about nowadays. Um, it's freaking scary. And it's terrifying that like there's a fear that somebody could be um, uh, persuaded by this movie to, you know, take action onto the, the, the horrible thoughts of you know, harming people that they may have or something to that nature. And I think that was just such a huge fear that was out there that, that um, it really added to, you know, this, this strange experience of going to the movies. Um, I even had a friend that was at a theater. He saw it on Saturday and he sends me a text and he's like, dude, there's this dude in like a heavy jacket with a hoodie up and he's got something covering his face. He's like, do you think I should say something? And I was like, hell yes. Like, that's exactly what you should be looking out for. It turned out I would guy. ask him how he liked the movie. It was just <laughs> it was just Bane. He just wanted to see how it turned out. <laughs> He's like, oh, you this? He said, "You think I this gives you power?" <laughs> but oh no, and the dude ended up, he did end up going and asking, like, seeing what's up with the dude. And I guess he had like a, a cold, and he was just trying to cover up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that worked That's at the, the theater point. was like, "Fuck that shit! I ain't talking to that guy." <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna avoid that dude. But I mean, again, we're partially joking, but it, it truly was kind of frightening. And um, there's I something disagree. to be said about that. I well, you, you had a different experience. You didn't have cops everywhere. <laughs> I, I suppose. I mean, when you see the armed forces there, of course you're going to to just be, you know, on you know, on on alert. But I, I don't see I, I feel like anybody who will allow a movie to influence them to become a serial killer was going to do it anyways, regardless if the movie came out or not. I mean, they just needed an excuse and whether it feels I don't know. I, I know we're probably going left into psychology, and I, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's silly. I guess how I, the last time this really happened in a movie theater, it was due to a Batman movie. So now we have another Batman movie that's even darker. That well, I think that's what prompted a lot of this was because it was The Dark Knight Rises. So right, you know, I and, think that's why they were like, oh my god, and this movie's so violent, and it's rated R, and it's about a villain, and. So they yeah. just lost their minds about it. it. It was very, very crazy to see. I mean, there was cops at every entrance. There was cops at the entrance to the theater that the movie was showing in. Um, it, it was, I just never really saw anything like it for a movie before. And yeah, I feel the same way Friggins did. It was crazy. Like everybody that was like, are you going to go see it tonight? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh my God, be careful. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like watch out and yeah. all this stuff. And like, yeah, or, you, or you're crazy. Like wait a couple weeks to see it and all this stuff. I'm like, what? Like, like why is everybody so fucking scared to go watch this movie? It's, it's not like something happened and then there was this, 
release that came out that was like, if you go see this movie opening weekend, you're going to fucking die. Like, you know, and then we're like, we're risking it. <laughs> you know, it's like nothing really happened to spark all of this except for just being paranoid, you know? And it was just, it was crazy to see how much they were. Cause from my understanding that opening night, it was like that across the entire United States. So, um, it's just re- craziness. For sure. Craziness. But the I dark side. Like, you gotta go. Gonna... Go with a smile. With a smile. And you know that the, the dark creepiness of it is really it gets carried on throughout the film. So I could definitely see how someone, as Pete's, as you were saying, like if they already have those feelings, like I can see that maybe this gives them an excuse. And that's the problem is that stuff like this can give people excuses. And and um, you know, and maybe that's what the movie was. The point of the movie was, you know, and um, showing what a person can go through and what can lead them essentially to um, act on these bad thoughts that they've been having instead of trying to fix them and get help and things of that nature. So I think they're just afraid that, you know, there's people out there who are like this character and, you know, might go that direction. So I, I won't forget it. I'll tell you that it was a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I don't even know where to really even begin with this thing other than just kind of taking you through a snapshot journey of the movie and then kind of going around and just talking about what kind of stuck with you. But, you know, like I said, this movie is about Arthur Fleck, who is, you know, just the movie starts off. He's just, you know, he is a clown and he's, you know, flipping signs for this company and the sign gets taken from him by these punk kids and he chases them down. They end up beating him up over it. And you just start to see this journey right from the minute the movie starts of him, his back always kind of being against the wall, you know, getting money deducted out of his check for losing the sign, you know, people not trusting him, not believing him. Um, He has this nervous tick laugh, which I thought was very interesting to kind of go along with the Joker thing that he was always, every time he got nervous, he was just like, (laughs) you know, and then I like that he had that little card that he passed out on the, uh, on the train that said like, you know, I'm not laughing at you. This is a disease. I I have a problem. And I thought that was really cool to kind of explain it because that first scene when it shows him with like the therapist or whatever, and he's just laughing for like five minutes, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why is he laughing so much? And then as they kind right? of start to like explain like that, that it's his tick and he's, he's trying to cough and, and stretch his throat to kind of stop doing it. Um, it was really interesting, but man, it was very uncomfortable during the movie every time he did it. Cause you're like, stop laughing, dude, stop laughing. You know, he's just <laughs> well, like, laughing is supposed to be, <laughs> and laughing is supposed to be a joy thing, right? And so you're seeing the, you're hearing the laugh, but you're seeing him like in pain and crying, and it's such a contradiction. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Right, right. I mean, especially when you you get to like the scene like on the train um, where he kills his first people, right? The the three uh, Wall Street guys, and and they're messing with the chick, and he just starts laughing, and they're like, what the fuck you laughing at, dude? And you know, and he's like, I'm not, like you know, and then he's just like, ah, he keeps doing it, and they end up beating him down, you know, and then he pulls out the gun and and shoots him um again just the 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 fact of the people not really seeing uh, and understanding that he had a problem and he wasn't trying to pick a fight he was like look i'm not i don't mean to do it i'm just you know it's an accident um but once again just always being backed against the wall and 
you know, him having to try to support his mom and take care of her. And she obviously had her own mental issues and just nobody understanding him. And then him trying to be a stand-up comic, but he's not very good at it and people don't like him. And, you know, then he idolizes um, the Robert De Niro show that's going on and he gets made fun of there. And you could just see, like I said, man, the, the bullying that goes on here that it takes that moment on the train when he shoots those guys to where he finally feels something, right? He feels alive. He feels like, oh my God, like I, I, I shut these people up. And you start to see that shift in him, you know, where he he doesn't really show any remorse for it. Um, and he justifies it almost in his head. Like, you know, they were wrong and I took care of them. They were assholes, you know? And it, then you start to see that spiral and just, I... You know, the revelation that Thomas Wayne is his dad, which I hated when that first happened. And and, I, oh, and it was too. like, oh, Thomas is your dad and you're this bastard love child. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're making him and Bruce brothers. And this is fucking stupid. <laughs> right. So thank God that that turned out to be just a lie. And the mom was crazy. And she got, you know, put away at Arkham and stuff like that. She was in the insane asylum um, and stuff. And then she adopted um the Joker's character, you know, which was cool, you know, like, so he's, he's not even her biological kid. Um, so that was all a cool concept, you know, him going to the mansion, uh, you got to see Alfred, which was kind of cool, you know, and then, um, seeing the young That's Bruce Wayne, probably the worst Alfred I've ever, ever seen. <laughs> oh, 100%. Alfred would have beat his ass. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Especially when just grabbed him through the gate, you know, I'm like, come right. on, dude, come on, come on, Alfred, you're better than that. You have your own show on TV right now. (laughs) I think in that universe, like ever since that moment, he was like, shit, man, I need to get my shit together. Then he went into the gym and started punching a bag. (laughs) Yeah, that's where he started becoming a badass. I like it's Alfred's origin, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What I liked, too, was the moments throughout the movie that you couldn't tell were real or if they were in his head. Um, Because I remember, like, when he. Um, went to Zazy Beats's apartment, you know, and and started making out with her, and all of a sudden they're hanging out and they're doing all this stuff. Uh, our boy Geeky Pat leaned over to me and he was like, "I bet you this is all in his head." And I was like, "Nah, like I think this is legit." And it turned out to be in his head, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> um, like you know, like but it was cool because the way they played it off. I mean, you really didn't know until you see that transition, and it kind of went to like when he was watching uh, the show, the Robert De Niro show, and then he was there in the audience, and he got brought down, and he hugged him, and was like, you're like a dad to me, and all this stuff, and it was all nice, and then it turns out that it was in his head, you know? So those moments and glimpses were really cool to where now there's a million rumors out there that are like, the whole ending of the movie was in his head, you know, and you just don't yeah, hear that. Yeah, I've Which seen that. I hate, like, yeah, so I'm like, I don't fuck it too. up. Don't try to be like, yeah, it was all a dream, right? He's, he's yeah. still in his he apartment. He died you know? when he went into the uh the refrigerator yes oh yeah <laughs> i i actually saw something of that literally so oh, my yeah. God. that's yeah. ridiculous yeah but uh, but everybody just turning their back on him like the guy that gives him the gun that works with them and then like ends up like you know turning his back on him getting them fired and um just you know <laughs> when he goes to the children's hospital and drops the gun on the ground and uh just the different things that Dude. lead to this journey you know just real quick at that moment man like <laughs> I, I am probably one of those guys that uh, annoys a lot of people because I get, oh, snap, you know, loud and good. At that yes, moment, 
I said, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> and I, that it was so cringy, you know. It, it just I'm like, no, this motherfucker did not. <laughs> and, oh my gosh! And and then he he was like trying to kick it and like yeah. move it away. <laughs> Those shoes are too big, man. You just you can't control them. <laughs> the scene was awkward enough as as is, but then that happened. I'm just like, oh my god! You didn't enjoy all, that, the, all the dancing. <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> lots of dancing, like, lots of dancing. I prefer the, the bathroom yoga scene dance. That, that was, that was, no, that was. <laughs> That's pretty creepy, too. I would not want that clown to visit me in the hospital. I was just like, oh, God, this is weird. <laughs> Friggin, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say, I would not want a clown to visit me in the hospital. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Yeah, just in general. <laughs> Ronald is okay, but like no, maybe maybe Pennywise, but no, no, not that guy. Yeah, not Arthur. So Arthur, you know, he's taking this downward spiral at this point. Um, you know, he gets invited to um, go on the Robert De Niro show there, and um, that's when he finally gets all dressed up Joker style that we see in the trailer, where he's finally got his swagger down. Right, the hair gets done green, and he's got the paint on, and. Um, I love, you know, as he's going down to the studio and he gets on the, you know, the train and, you know, he's running from the cops first and foremost and gets on the train and everybody on the train has mask on and they all start beating down the cops and everything. So he's able to get away. And I'll tell you what really took the movie over the edge for me was that entire last scene on the, on Robert De Niro's show. Um, I was really enjoying the movie, but that scene for me that last maybe what 10 15 minutes is what really took the movie to that next level for me of him getting to the show you know he just killed like another dude right before that the the dude that gave him the gun earlier in the movie he just shanked the hell out of him out of nowhere and, and it was yeah. craziness like everybody yeah. in the theater was like what the fuck because it just came out of left field so fast you know, yeah. the little midget dude's all like, oh, and he's like, no, nah, man, you're cool. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then he jumps at him. Ah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's like, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. And then I love that he couldn't unlock the door. <laughs> he was too short. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, such man. an intense moment, man. That was freaking scary. I just kept feeling so bad for that little dude. Dude, dude. <sighs> so crazy. So he gets so he gets there, and then that's when he does the whole, like, hey, when you bring me out, could you introduce me as Joker? You know, and, and everybody that produces the show is like, fuck this dude. Why are you letting this guy come on your show? And they're like, no, no, it's cool. It's going to be good TV. And, you know, and he comes on. And just that whole interview segment was so good. And yes. then he just comes out and he's just like, yeah, like when I killed those three people on the train a couple a week ago, you know, and they're like, oh, that was you? Yep. And he just, he was so just nonchalant about it. And, yeah. and, and everybody's freaking out and he just starts talking about how, you know, the little guy getting picked on and just because he snaps, like he's the bad guy now and everything. And then, of course, eventually ending up with him just turning and shooting Robert De Niro right in the head. And it was like holy shit like yeah. in my mind i was like this is where this scene is going but are they gonna take it there and they took it there and they i was just like there, ballsy yep. i fucking love it you know and he just you know everybody's freaking out and i just i that whole scene man from the second he gets introduced and he comes out through the curtain and he's doing his little dance and he grabs fucking <laughs> the chick and he starts making out with her and like his his swagger in that scene was so good and just his explanation of what was happening and why he was justified 
and then shooting Robert De Niro, and then even afterwards getting up and shooting him again in the chest, just for good measure, you know, and then obviously getting arrested, and then getting broken out, and becoming this, like, savior for Gotham, you know, all these people that are being held down, and, and loved what he said on TV, crazy, man, that whole ending segment had me on the edge of my seat, and just being like, this movie's fucking phenomenal, um, it just took it up so many notches for me, that entire scene, the way it played out, the way, you know, he wakes up and, and he sees all the clown people around him and he jumps up on the cop car and once again starts doing a little jig and people are <laughs> like, woo, you know, and then you're just like, it's, it's, it's here, man. It's the, it's the birth of the Joker. And I love it. That same time we see the Waynes come out the theater and they get shot and it. you get the pearls taken and we get yeah. another origin of the Batman. And you're like, they tight, they were able to tie this into that origin, which was fantastic. I also thought, because I didn't think they were going to do anything really Batman related. And yeah. that was really cool to see that, even though why the fuck would Thomas Wayne be at a theater at a night like that? But, yeah, <laughs> and, seriously. you know, he deserves it a little bit based on the way that shit played out. There's it, riots I, all over the city. They're like, let's go to yeah. a show. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to a movie. He picture. bought the tickets in advance. I mean, you're not just going to throw them. True. Away. True. You know, you're going <laughs> to take the shot. I, I will say though, real quick, um, a, a piece that I did love about the movie is, you know, it, it was very, as I stated before, grounded and, and I was kind of hoping for it to be a bit comic booky, but they gave me some random ass super rats that they were talking about randomly. <laughs> oh, in the and I don't know if you guys noticed some yeah. giant fucking super rats right after uh, Bruce was like holding his dead parents. But there's some giant super rats just running. Was it really? In the, yeah, yes. in the background. Oh, I didn't even nope. see that. And I'm like, I, like, yes, I was, you know, sad and whatever, but I was like <laughs> so happy and I clapped. I was like, super rats. <laughs> You're clapping. I was just like, Martha. <laughs> Yeah. Why'd you say that name? Uh, I was thinking the whole time, peeps. I was like, "What villain has giant rats?" I couldn't. I was like, "I know." I'm like, "What a weird reference," you know? I'd be yeah. like, "Crocodile Man in the Sewer," you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, but and what you what 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 were you saying before? I mean, you know, just like that whole ending scene. I I the whole movie is is really building up to that, and it it just it creates literally almost in in a way it creates the batman universe because now we not only have joker you know batman's greatest villain but like all of these people wearing masks in the streets doing shitty things and you know once the police get everything um you know calm down and 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 people get arrested i mean now we have these people that are used to putting on masks and putting on like a type of costume so you could even say argue you know he probably started the whole you know masked villainy you know yeah. uh, outbreak that 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 takes place in gotham you know after that so i don't know it's, it's like you're saying man it was just that that whole end scene was just fucking phenomenal and i thought the totally that the thing is oh go ahead Oh, I was just going to talk about the ending. You had mentioned loving the fact that they looped in the the Thomas Wayne yeah. situation. I I was the exact opposite. Oh, I was <laughs> so frustrated that they lo looped that in, and I was like, why? Like I knew it was coming, but I was just hoping they wouldn't go there because I thought this is Joker's origin. I, I was even a little frustrated that there was a connection to the Waynes in in the first place, 
And I was just thinking it would be so much more impactful, I think, if he's not connected to it. So it's, again, just trying to tie him into the creation of Batman, kind of like, you yeah, know, the, but you the know, 89. I'd see, I'd see your point more if it was mm-hmm. Arthur that actually killed him. But it was like, <laughs> it was just a random fucking thug that had the clown mask on. You yeah. know, I which mean, I... just, you know, it, and in a, in a night like that where the all these riots are happening and everything's going to hell, like, it made total sense to go into that scene, though. I was glad that it was a random dude and not Arthur, but at the same respect, you could argue that since Arthur started the movement, quote unquote, that it, it was in largely his fault that nope. it happened. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Yeah, I don't know. I that's how I was thinking. And Tell I, them, peeps. I mean, that, I mean, that, I mean, that, I mean, you're you're getting into the whole, you know, you got to blame the media for what those kids. To the, you, know, <laughs> you, you blame the person that did it. <laughs> that's who was at fault, exactly. and you want those all did... the fucking pearls. I and, did and, like that they tied it into the Zorro movie, though, because that was, like, original, you know, Batman origin. He was just watching the Zorro, and, so they had Zorro the gay blade, and I was like, oh, cool, they got a Zorro thing in there. And I, I will say, Friggins, I, I, I am, I feel the opposite of you with, with Thomas Wayne. Okay. Um, I was, I, at first, it was very cringy, and I agree. I just, it was an eye roll moment. Okay, Thomas Wayne, let me guess, the guy's going to be walking with a tuxedo, wah, 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 you know, but, um, Okay, sorry, I thought I lost you guys for a second. Um, but no, still here. I mean, the whole the whole theme of it was is is classes, right? The upper class doesn't give a shit about the lower class, and the lower class needs to do something to um, to to let them know that they're not going to stand by. You know, Gotham is bad and it's getting worse every day, and somebody needs to do something. And some uh, the fat cats like Thomas Wayne. Um, don't care about anybody. Uh, he, yeah, he's going for mayor and he's going, but you don't care about us. We need to take matters into our own hands um, to, to to take our city back, which is which, of course, extremists, right? And they do the, the the worst thing possible. But like when you think of Gotham in terms of like wealthy people, who, who like what is the one family that anybody can can say is like the wealthy, you know, the wealthy family of. Or anybody wealthy in Gotham. Again, comic book fans, I'm sure you guys could like bring up like six or seven. Uh, well, actually, you know, there's uh, there there's James, you know, Stevenson. He is a he's a second wealthiest. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, but I don't know. It, it just to me, it makes sense that they use Thomas as the figurehead as to why everybody is so angry. He didn't do anything directly, but again, let's blame him because he's wealthy and we're not. I don't know. I'm so box. I'm going to get down for a second. <laughs> well, there's so many different themes. I mean, you know, Don, you said you saw it thinking of like picking on the bully, right? Like I, I saw it differently. Like I, I didn't uh, not picking on the bully, but bullying, picking on yes. the, the underdog. Um, I, I saw it kind of different. You know, I thought of it of more as like a think. <laughs> of course, it I thought of it more of like a think piece where we're actually focusing on you know, because in our society, we're dealing with struggles with, um, you know, uh, mass shooting Holy. killers, serial killers, and all those kinds of things. And this, to me, it was kind of like looking at it and seeing, I almost thought of it as like seeing the origin of like Jeffrey Dahmer or something. Like this is more about seeing what led a person to become this evil thing, right? But Bully. it's not, but it's not necessarily the bullying. <laughs> like he had issues from from the uh from the abuse he suffered as a child right and so then he's going through trying to get the 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 treatment assistance through there and he 
had talked about having all these horrible thoughts and always having bad, evil thoughts and that kind of thing. And all this started happening, like when he stopped taking the medication and he was, and again, it was the society, like what Pete was saying, where, you know, the, they were doing cutbacks. We, we had the garbage strike and all that kind of thing. But like when he stopped taking meds, he starts to think, I feel better because he's giving in to those dark thoughts on the inside. And that's why you're feeling better is because you're giving in to those things and gaining what you perceive as, um, you know, people seeing you. And, you know, actually, Frig, if you recall, um, it was, he killed the three gentlemen before he was off of the medication and he informed his doctor that, the, you know, I am. I, I finally feel that I am being uh, noticed. And he was actually still on the medication at that time. But I'm saying it's the progression of it. Like, he's finally the giving the progression in. of the bullying <laughs> that led him <laughs> to then losing factor, his mind. But like Peep said, it's the other dude's fault that he, you know, killed Thomas Wayne. Those were that person's choices. This is his choices to go down this road. It was his choice. Because when he was bullied on the, the train, and he sees himself as the hero of that scenario. And then that leads him to go the next step. And then that leads him to, you know, get off the meds. And then he feels like things are finally making sense in his life because he's giving in to those evil feelings that are on the inside. And that's what is his rationale for making all these horrible things and killing people. Um, and, you know, that dude deserved to die. Uh, the, the other clown deserved to die because he gave him a gun and he lied about it. Like he was covering his ass. So that means he gets he gets to be killed for that? Like, you know, I, I just don't understand how it's not all about the bullying. It's also, I mean, that's a factor, but I feel like it's just that, you know, um, I mean, there's a seeing... lot of factors that go into it for a character like sure. this, but I mean, I really do feel a majority of it is about the bullying though. I mean, this is a dude that had a disorder. He was very nervous. He always had that tick and, he was just an awkward dude to be around, and he was bullied his entire life. And for somebody that's in his mid-40s, you know, it became to a point where, you know, what would have happened if he had never been given that gun, you know, that day? I mean, that's where it kind of shifted for him, and he started carrying it around just to kind of protect himself. And then, yes, he felt a relief when he finally shot those guys, and he felt like he got some revenge but that was because of all the years of being bullied and picked on, you know. I mean, we see it from the second the movie starts with him getting the sign yeah. taken away from him, getting it smashed over his head, and everybody kicking him while he's down, and then the Wall Street guys kicking him while he's down, and just, you know, the the other clown guy that gave him the gun turning his back on him, getting him in trouble at work. Like, it was just nonstop bullying the entire movie that led to him just finally losing his shit, which is something we see on the news all the time that it was like, oh, it was a kid, the real quiet kid in school that everybody picked on. And then finally one day he went in with his machine gun and fucking shot everybody because he was tired of it, you know? And that was the way for him to feel better. And that's exactly what happened here yeah. was he started to feel better once he started killing people. It let and, him release and, those regressions. And if you remember too, I mean, that's when he first had that fantasy, I guess. Like, I get remember, like, he killed those dudes and then he went straight home and then went into that chick's house right like he was just on cloud nine yes it didn't actually happen but in his mind like yeah, he, he was, was just the man at that point right yeah yeah and then he gets out the medications and those grow to the point where he thinks that a person is with him on the street is with him at dinner is with him at his comedy places with him at his mom uh, by his side while his mom's in the hospital like it's only exacerbating worse after the fact that he's you know not taking care of the things 
Now, again, uh, the part of the film was the fact that, you know, society's pulling away the assistance and things to that nature. But that's why the DOJ sends out a message, because it's trying to what they want to be clear is this movie is not saying it's OK to go shoot people if you're bullied. Like there's other ways around it. Yeah. But that's the worry that that stabs some in the neck. Right? And that's what I, I yeah, stab them in the eyeball with a pair of scissors. Um, th that's what I'm afraid of with, you know, those type of individuals who need help are seeing this kind of thing and they're going to get that kind of reaction out of it. I, I want them to get more help. You know what I mean? And like, it's just, I, and I know it's a movie and I'm kind of like pulling it into real life, but I just really, that was, that was the realism for me is seeing that it's an individual who's struggling with, um, mental health issues, not getting the help that they have and how that road can go to a point to get them to commit atrocious crimes. But the important part is they're not a hero. They're just the hero of their own story, if that makes sense. I mean, they're, they're coming up with excuses to say that it's okay that I did this be and I wouldn't have done this if all these people didn't do X, Y, and Z. But just like you said, peeps, with that guy that, that shot the Waynes, like that person made those choices to do that. So it's that person's fault. And this is his fault because he's still making those choices, even though he's been like, you know, bullied along the entire way. Going back to yeah. the end of the movie, you know, so so I, I actually thought it was going to end when he was on top of the police car and we were kind of going to just kind of kind of leave it there. Um, but then we see he's he does get arrested again. He's back in jail and he's obviously in, in a mental asylum at that point. Uh, I was hoping it would show a nice shot of Arkham on the outside again as they kind of pulled away. Um, but, you know, um, we see him talking to his new therapist and everything. And then I love it because he comes out the room and as he's walking down the hallway, you see the blood footprints under his shoes. Yeah. And uh, and then he's just running around and the and the other guards are chasing them and shit. Um, and the movie does very, very Scooby Doo style. Very Scooby Doo, just kind of did it, did it. That's all, <laughs> that folks. Was, at the end, and I'm good. like, what the fuck? <laughs> but right? but it's cool because you just you see at the at the end he is now truly the Joker, and he's just doing his Joker shit at this point. He gives no f's. He's gonna kill whoever the hell he wants to kill. Nobody's gonna tell him anything different. Um, but like I said, man, those final 15, 20 minutes for me is really what took this movie over the top. I mean, it's it's a slow burn throughout, you know, and you're kind of following the story, and then just, man, the payoff is what takes you there, and just incredible. Um, yeah. Peeps, just kind of, anything else, any other overview or moments or anything that's kind of stuck with you kind of, you know, coming out of it now that we've had a couple of days to marinate? Uh, yeah, man, um... So I guess the little pieces I like to call out and um, Friggins and I, we actually had a, a short little conversation about this, but um, his, his, his quote unquote girlfriend, um, the Zazie, Zazie Domino. Yeah. Domino. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like that moment when he goes back, he goes into her room and he's just sitting there and she's just like, hello, dude. Hello. And, <laughs> Like I, for, I, I'm with you, uh, DX. I, I did not think that he was hallucinating with her, because a you would think why would a normal person hang out with him, but if she, <laughs> that moment when he said she she came up to his his house and said hey were you uh were you were you yeah, following me right. and he and he said yes I was <laughs> and she was like 
all right, that's cool, you know. And <laughs> I just kind of thought to myself, anybody that says that they're okay with you stalking <laughs> me all day is not right in the head. So she has her own issues that she's also dealing with. So okay, fine. She's crazy. He's crazy. And I will say, I thought in my head, since this is a brand new origin story, I thought maybe this is going to be his Harley. This is going to be right. a chick that has gone down this path yeah. w- with him, and she's just with him the whole way. And it's, totally it's not the same. It's not the same story, but like I, I kind of thought it would have been pretty interesting if she, once he starts taking it to the next level, she's still okay with it, and she's also not right in the head, and she loses her daughter, brings her. Anyways, that's my what if that didn't happen. So, uh, but <laughs> I was with you, know, you, man. I was with you. The question is like, did he kill her? You know, they they left that open to interpretation. Um, I I actually don't feel they did. <laughs> There's like ninety eight percent chance he fucking killed her. Um, but to show him kill her I and think a kid. He killed her. I think he oh, killed her. Oh, do you really? I think he killed her. I, I do too, man. I think, I, I think she's dead, man. Wow. I never in a million years had that fucking thought that he killed her. Oh, yeah. Like, so specifically, oh, um, right after he leaves her house, he goes back to his house. And then you see the, the p- police sirens in the background. And the red lights. I, yeah. And I just think, wow, like something happened to her and, you know, that the police are called and obviously you know they, they didn't see him do it um i mean with her with him coming into her house like that i, I feel like she would have called the cops on him immediately and then one could also say well that's why the cops came that's why the cops came him. exactly that's what i'm saying or did the cops come after he him because left her the, apartment. The, the little guy the, the little person i'm told you know what i mean like they left it open and i i love that they did know, that because the, it, just like how he didn't kill the little midget dude why would he kill her? Like he he really liked her. He loved her, obviously. So like, yeah. I don't see why. Like he wasn't. He was killing and hurting the people that were messing with him. Yeah, you know. So I just that's why I never really thought my, that that he would my, hurt her. So I I thought about this, and and the reason is is because again he's been at this point kind of like losing himself and he has this this type of god complex so when she did the fingers to the head move he probably thought hey this is her telling me that she wants to die and right now i'm really fucking stressed out i just killed my mom and i came home and i'm like i need he needs some more stress release and she wants to die finger to the head and i'm going to help you out i don't know that, that the other it. thing is that he's all worked up about nobody seeing him right so, like, in his head, he created a scenario where this woman sees him and is with him and is being with him. And now he's sitting there in the room and she's like, why, who are, why are you here? Why are you here? Like, that's the realization that she doesn't see him. And that's also part of the reason why I think, like, peeps, that she killed, uh, she got killed. Because then I'm breaking it down, too. Like, well, what happens next? Like, if a dude is in your house and, and you leave, like, you're going to call the cops. And that was at night, and then he doesn't kill the dude. She knows exactly who he was. Yeah. yeah, she knows who he was, where he was. Like the and the the detectives don't show up until the next morning. So they got through the whole night there. So I'm thinking, like, I think she's dead. Like I think she's <laughs> dead. The cops show up, or the ambulance, or whoever it was. They go in there. They're dealing with her. They haven't connected it to him yet until like the next morning when the detectives come in. They're like, hey, there's this this person got killed at this apartment and they're like, what apartment? And they're like, Oh, this apartment. And he's like, Oh, that's where Fleck is. Let's go see him. And then they go after him. 
Like that's how I put it together in my. Now, it was in the web episode. You you probably missed it, Don. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so they must have so said there something was... on Instagram. Fred caught it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> caught it on the gram. But... I, I do like um, that they left a lot open, and, and that's that's kind of where I was getting at. They left that scene open. Um, Friggins, it sounds like you have it pinned down to a, uh, you know, to the specific moment as to when he went crazy. But like, I feel like they didn't really answer that question for me. Um, is it because of his head trauma that he had as a kid? Um, is it because of his like mommy issues? Um, is it because of what has been transpiring, you know, as an adult? Um, is it because he is off of his meds? Like, why is he doing this now? And this laugh that he has, is that a psychological thing? Or is that just something he does to make himself feel con- Like, there is no actual explanation. Yes, he has a card, but I'm sorry. I, I need a doctor to and tell that me that. that bitch on the bus did not give him back his card. That pissed me off. I know, right? I was yes. like, how rude, man. After she yelled at him for making his son laugh, she did not return his little laminated nice card. Right. Yep. Yeah, I, I actually sad. noticed that because yeah, he didn't yep. give it to anybody else after nope. that. So, um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. You... Go ahead, friggin'. I was just gonna say to answer your question, I think it's a combination of all of it. Um, and I did realize I did look up um, some information on the laughing disorder because I was curious if that's yeah, like a real thing. It is. Did you it look is it a up? real thing. I looked it up it's, too. Yep. It's like pseudo bulbar yep. effect, PBA yeah. or something like that. Like it, it, I thought that was really interesting that they they pulled yeah. you know something that was real. Yeah, I know Joaquin Phoenix um, studied that. He went and looked up some people and and worked with some people that had it, and that was kind of the inspiration of, of where they came up with the laugh and everything. That's it's cool. very. It's just when I when I first like you said, DX. I am right there with you, my man. When you said you first saw him laughing, just kind of eye rolling and and what's going on? And it just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I was waiting for her to say, okay, now how do you feel? Like, doesn't that feel better or something? And and <laughs> um, you know, that didn't happen. Or, or but cut that shit out because I just, <laughs> you didn't know why yeah. he was doing it. I'm like, okay, was... enough, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, but you know it it's fun to to see in the future him and Batman fighting and he's doing that, you know, crazy maniacal uh, laugh and, you know, it's because of his disorder. I don't know. Um, no one's talking. So I'll go ahead and take the next one. Um, <laughs> um, I, it, I was thinking throughout the movie, how the hell is this guy supposed to be a match for Batman? <laughs> yeah. Serious. And I, I do like, DX was uh, he posed the question when he in the opening, um, you know, where they're going to go from here. You know, are they going to add him into the universe? Could he you know, could we potentially see him come return? And I really, 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 really hope that we do not, because <laughs> I love I, I just, you know, it, it, it you just quit while you're ahead. You know what I mean? I don't want to see them mess <laughs> it up. And I feel like they're going to mess it up if they try to put him back or if they try to pin him against Batman or bring him back in a Legion of Doom movie or something like that. So I, I just really hope they just kind of leave this alone. Amazing movie. Um, I, I enjoy the shit out of it, but I just don't want to see him come back for the fear of them <laughs> fucking it up. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was thinking about that too, and I think that personally me, I don't want to see the Batman versus Joker in this like real life setting because it's too real. I don't, I think it would be 
too toned down for what we want to see when we want to see a Batman movie. Like we want to see him swimming through the. Saw it. You saw it. it was the Dark Knight. Right? <laughs> well, no, that... but this this, this Batman is going to be driving like real. a. Yeah, he's going to be driving like a black Mustang. And <laughs> no literally cape. just running around. But no that's my point is like it, it would be too real that I think it would take away from what, you know, Batman's actually all about. And I, I don't want to see that. Unless... I don't know, man. They got super rats, friggins. They it's got super true. Rats. They could fight. He could be over there stomping on super rats the whole time. But, you know, he the one interesting thing I, I, I kind of – I thought about this more as we talked about it and like, do we want to see this as a Batman movie? And if it goes Batman movie, I think you then break it down and go a real version of what kind of mental disorders does Batman have? Because like the dude saw his parents murdered in front of him and he's instantly orphaned. And then what does he go through after that? And then, you know, he's deranged enough to wear a suit to look like a freaking bat and go out every single night and beat up people half to death. So that's also a person who's not all there and who probably needs different kind of help. So that could be interesting, maybe, and seeing a different take on Batman. Um, or, you know, the, of course, you could break down and go through the whole list of Batman villains who would be interesting to see, you know, uh, on this kind of realistic vibe. But uh, that's the only way I think you could do it. But personally, I don't want to see him f- fight Batman. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to get into kind of along the lines of this um, as we kind of, you know, wrap up this conversation is kind of, um, you know, when they made this movie and like I said, when the news first came out and everything, this was always intended as a one and done. You know, this was not supposed to be a movie that would be sequelized. This was not a movie that was going to lead into anything. This was a one and done. Like I said, it was an Elseworld situation of what would happen if the Joker came to be in this kind of a world in this kind of a situation. Um, so of course, you know, movie comes out, right? Makes a ton of mo- ton of money over the weekend. Number one movie in the world. Um, cleaning up at the box office. Um, Joaquin Phoenix only signed a one picture deal. This was, like I said, it was a one and done. It was always intended to be this and nothing more. Um, I saw about two weeks ago, the director, Todd Phillips starting to be like, you know, Hey, I loved working with Joaquin and, you know, if we come up with a good idea, we'd love to, you know, maybe touch this world again, you know, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's typically what a director would say. But there's no way that Joaquin's going to want to do this, right? Because he's so picky about the roles he picks and he just, he doesn't do sequels. And he's just this, you know, like I said, he does all these artsy-fartsy kind of movies. Like, this is just, you know, he, don't, don't worry, it's not going to happen. And then saw an article with Joaquin this morning. And it is a very big possibility that there might be a sequel to this movie. Um, as jo- oh, geez. As Joaquin Phoenix has stated that he, when he signed on to this movie, he never thought it would be much of a role, uh, let alone a role of a lifetime. But he said that, uh, that lately he can't stop thinking about it and that he loved playing this character and he loved making this movie and working with Todd Phillips and that he would be open to reprising his, this role and doing another film. So I'm like, shit, because now that he's saying that and the director's been saying that and the fact that this movie has already made like $250 million in like a week um, leads me to believe that we might be seeing a sequel to Joker. Now, I know you guys have both basically just said you don't want to see him fighting Batman. So do we just continue for another movie 
like like literally taking place right after like do we just see the escape from arkham and his escapades killing people (laughs) or like where do we really go for a sequel then if we stay out of the batman world um thoughts there Mm. well i'll go ahead and take it again unless you got something already Uh, i'm still thinking that's a tough question yeah no that 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 definitely is a good question so um i said i don't want it to happen but they just came up to me and said, hey, uh, peeps, we need you to, to make this happen. So make it happen. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Let me make this shit happen. All right. Um, let's see. So um, I, I say that we, you know, th- this movie, they, they kind of took a lot of, um, they, they kind of took a lot of, uh, oh, man, um, influence from uh, the Batman, uh, the killing joke. And, um I don't know. Like, I I don't want to mess up this uh, this grounded vibe that they have, but I mean, I'm gonna go full left and fuck, dude. Like, portals start opening up and shit, and then they they take him <laughs> into the multiverse, and we see uh, Jack Nicholson and oh, I almost said Heath Ledger. God damn it! Oh, but you that up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jared like, Leto. Right. I I, I don't think I I don't know how they could even follow up with this to be honest like how do you follow up with such mm-hmm. uh, like like a film like this without you know again trying to bring back everybody that they did to create the first one and just you know like lightning have having lightning hit twice like we, it just makes it very the... hard because it's a totally different movie i mean we saw the journey in this film now he's a just a stone cold killer so how do you really do a whole movie just based on him being out there as this killer with no vigilante or nobody to kind of balance him out? You know, is it yeah. just the cops chasing him for 90 minutes? I mean, I don't know. I don't exactly. I don't see where the hell it would go. I, yeah. The only thing I can think of since since peeps, you were stumbling over there. I'll, I'll, I'll pick you up um, <laughs> with your portals. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> Um, I was thinking that the only thing I could think of is because we've got to keep it real because that's the whole big thing about this movie is the yeah you don't you don't want it to go wrong you know? yeah so I think you focus more on Harley Quinn coming in as the doctor that's starting to interview him and like her uh, one of the backstories that get Harley Quinn is she so you want two in. Jokers and two Harleys you might as well uh, I mean if you the, the two most popular people outside of Batman and Robin I mean Harley that's freaking Quinn <laughs> but if you see her descent and her, you know, descent into chaos we and falling into him, squad. <laughs> she got thrown in a vat. <laughs> hey, but I saw um, her electrocuted and all kinds of shit in that movie. So I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. But again, I'm like we said, I I, I wouldn't want that. So okay, how about this? <laughs> so he didn't kill Domino. She is still alive, and everything that I said before <laughs> starts to transpire in the sequel. <laughs> She's the. She's the like Carly how. Girl. How dare you? This, that, and the third, but that shit was kind of hot, and your your shoulders and your skinny bones are actually kind of. <laughs> I think I'm I'm kind of feeling it now. I don't know. Uh, um, it yeah, man. It, I I guess I I think I I probably would like to. I I could potentially see you know Joker like it kind of going back and forth. Like you need a protagonist, you need an antagonist. Like I don't think they can do another just joker movie um you know it would probably be nice to see but it sucks right now right because we're already going to see an early batman movie so now 
another early bat. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. Oh God, that sucks. It's just confusing everything. And and the hard part is they tied this to like events that were real. So I feel like they'd have to tie it to events events that were real to keep that same vibe going. Because when you look at Gotham City's garbage strike was essentially um, in the '80s. There was a um, uh, uh, well, what's the term? A sanitation strike. So it was the same thing. It was, it was and, and Gotham is New York. They filmed yes, like totally in New York and New Jersey. And I've stuff always like thought that, Gotham so. was was Chicago. Well, know. that's that's where it was. Like with um, the Dark Knight series, they no, they just, filmed. In my they, head, it was just based on <laughs> Chicago. I don't know, but I got I, you. Well, they, they went with the, the New York vibe for this one. And, like, the garbage strike was based on a real event. And then the shooting in the uh, train, that was actually based off of a real event as well. I think it was, like, in 84 or 5 or something, there was a guy um, who shot um, some people on the train. And and that was a weird situation as well. So, uh, But, like, I feel like if you're going to do another, you're going to have to find some way to tie it into what what are you going to do like the 90s or something and so to tie into events that occurred um in that time frame and you got to keep the real tone i mean that's the biggest trick if you're going to make another is you got to got to keep it real gotta keep it real man we, we can bring in lex luther he comes and visits him at the uh oh, I'm, he- I'm hearing rumors that lex luther's <laughs> solo movie is the next one on the <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised now man. we got to do all the villain origins right <sighs> yeah and it's funny because I'm face palming it right now, but then it comes out. <laughs> right, and then we, we're like, we it's have so a show. amazing. That's awesome. a show. This, this was this was that I thought they were going to end with Joker, but no, this lights loser all the way. <laughs> well, Don, before you wrap up, I definitely wanted to highlight one last thing, yeah. and that is just the actual production of this film. And I mean, if you want to see how a film is made well with like camera angles and music, the score. Um, Watch the this, fifth element. This, <laughs> oh my god! Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this though. I mean, if you think about it, like I couldn't. I felt so claustrophobic watching this film, and it created this environment of feeling like you're stuck in the apartment with him. I mean, every shot was tight. You, you, no, <laughs> when you go back and you watch it, I again, saw it in IMAX. <laughs> look at the angles and the shots, like. There, when you're going in on the train, everything's getting small, and that that train's just leading in with no exit into this creepy city. That's a that's Gotham. And then when you're in there, you're in these small apartments. You're in that stairway. That stairway is long, but it's small. It's it's not wide. You have to go, you know, up this huge area to get to wherever he's got to go. They're in this small subway. They're in the small train. The lights are flashing out. There's garbage. The garbage like literally piled higher and higher as the movie went on. Like when it started, there's a little bit towards the end. It was just these huge mountains of, of garbage in the background. And I just loved that vibe that they kept getting and, and, and like everything shrinking and the garbage growing and the situation getting worse. And I feel like that helped build all of the emotional experience that we all had with the dark and depressing vibes and like, you know, just feeling terrible as you're watching this movie because it was so well done. And the music was perfectly executed. I mean, they had the right tones uh, the r- right time to have the ha- the happy-go-lucky music and the right time to have the, you know, dark, ominous tones. It was, it was just fantastically put together. Yes, it very much was. 
Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of bring up talking about the differences between us sometimes is like, you know, one of the funny things was, is, you know, when I, when Friggins posted his 5 million page review on Instagram, he, um, <laughs> it got he, peeps to go, <laughs> he, 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 he got peeps to go based on the cacao message, not fucking <laughs> Instagram. I didn't want to say that, Friggins, but that's what, oh, that's what man. I got. <laughs> You got to stop with the Instagram. You even posted a fucking questionnaire being like, should I do more Instagram posts or video? And everybody's like, video, motherfucker. This ain't fucking 1982. <laughs> fucking writing your little novels and shit. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I know when Friggins wrote his post, he said like, great movie, five out of five stars, but I never want to see it again. And I went and saw it and I was like, man, it was great. And I wanted to go back that same, very same weekend. I was trying to get my wife to go because I was like, Hey, I want to see this movie again. You want to go watch it? And she's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, but you know, um, but I can't wait to see it again. Cause I feel like this is a movie that I want to go through again. I want to see what I pick up on the second go around. I feel like I missed a lot of shit. Just, I want to see if I interpret things in a different way, knowing how it pans out. Um, different things like how we just talked about like I think she's alive you guys think that he killed her maybe if I watch that scene in a different light again who knows what I think like I just I want to see it again with fresh eyes and I can't wait to see it again so like you know peeps what's your opinion on that kind of take and then after you give yours I want to know from you friggins like why would you come out of it being like great five out of five but I never want to see it again Cool. That's that's um yeah good question and um I will say that as I was watching it and I was uh, I, I kind of messaged you guys a few times I I felt uncomfortable and even after the credits were rolling I think I needed a shower it, it was it, it the whole experience was was pretty raw to be honest but I will say that there's one thing that I do enjoy and uh, that is sharing movies with other people. Um, there are I have a few friends that uh, enjoy movies just as much as I do. I really want to take them to the movies to to get that fresh experience from them, um, to see if they have the same reactions that I do, to see if they even feel about the same the movie the same way that I do. And exactly like you said, DX Friggins, I'll say I don't think I noticed garbage piling up throughout the whole movie. I thought it I didn't was see just super the same. Rats. <laughs> I need to see rats. it again for the super rats. <laughs> Look yep. for the super rats. So, and not just that, but also like when I when I started watching the movie, I I, I just wanted it. I just wanted to get there. Where's this going? Where's this going? Where's this? Oh shit! That's where they're going. Maybe I, maybe they're going to go uh, uh, left. And you're just waiting. This, and then now that I know what the payoff is, now that I know how it ends, I'm very curious to 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 go through it again. And I feel like I'm going to have a different journey this time, already knowing where it's going to end and what ends up happening and, and the hallucinations. I'm probably going to have even a few more um, theories as to, oh, well, maybe uh, oh, may maybe his mother never existed. And uh, um, the lady he went with at the, at the hospital was somebody, I, I, don't, I don't freaking know, but um, it, it, it was very fun and artistic and i and i really I, I do want to check it out again um so yes sorry friggins i i think you're absolutely wrong and the worst but i'm just kidding i'm just kidding Mike. wow all right friggins thanks. let's see your dumbass for the reason why you don't want to see it again well okay so going through that experience was so dark and depressing for me like they did such a good job of creating the environment and making me feel like I was sitting in his apartment with him 
that I almost had the experience of kind of going through those things along with him. And that's not Do a I feeling. Do I need to keep an eye on you for you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you talking um, about yourself this whole time? You better, yeah, take, you better right. take your meds, motherfucker. You can call me Don when you post this. Can you call me the Joker? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but so no. Um, in all seriousness, it was just super dark and super creepy, and I felt sad like the whole time I was watching it. I was completely engrossed in the production of it that I kept thinking like, "Oh my god, look at that shot! Oh my god, the <laughs> angle! Look at the lighting!" Like because I had to find something positive because I was so freaking sad. And I felt dirty for like going along this ride. Like I didn't want to root for him because he's this evil person. But at the same time, like you said, there's the bullying aspect. So it's kind of like, well, that kind of sucks. But like at the same time, I he shouldn't be killing people. It was just this strange back and forth of not knowing what to feel. And I and again, I think that's the point of the film. And if you tag a title of something called Joker and you're putting it on, under DC banner, like. I think there's certain things that are expected. I think I would have maybe even liked it even more if it was not called the Joker and you threw out all the, the Batman stuff and just had this experience of this particular character. But I just, I didn't feel like I got actual Joker until the very, very, very end. And again, this is an origin story. So that's what happens in origin mm-hmm. stories. So I realized that. But like when he was dancing on the stairs, I was like, finally, that now I got a Joker and I don't have just this crazy deranged serial killer. Um, and that scene in the, in the uh, Murray Franklin show, like where he's on stage and he was like owning it and he he was being the Joker in that moment. And that's what, you know, I was kind of, I guess, wanting more of that. So it wasn't as real and dark. So I give it a five star because of how amazing it was. When you look at the acting, you look at the, the cinematography, you look at the score, you look at the plot, the story, the writing, everything was phenomenal. But I, after going through that, I, I felt a certain way. And I don't, I'm like, I, I did not enjoy watching that movie. Like, it was good, but it's not like when I watched Avengers where I just had all this joy and this, like, positive emotion. It was just a negative emotion. And I didn't, I just don't really want to go through that again. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I, if you, if you'll indulge me, um, <laughs> Josh Brolin, uh, did you see his post about the Joker? I thought it was phenomenal no. um, and really well said. And if it's cool, I'd like to read it real quick. It's not, it's kind of long, but I'll, I'll go. Does it say, I okay. am inevitable? <laughs> yeah. But he says, to appreciate Joker, I believe you have to either gone through something traumatic in your life, and I believe most of us have, or understand somewhere in your psyche what true compassion is which usually comes from having gone through something traumatic, unfortunately. An example of dangerous compassion would be to say, make a film made about the fragility of human psyche and make it so raw, so brutal, so balletic, that by the time you leave the theater, you not only don't want to hurt anything, but you desperately want an answer and solution to the violence and mental health issues that have spun out of control around us. This film makes you hurt and only in pain do we ever want to change? It's all the irony of trauma, a fine line between the resentment of wanting to hurt society back for raping you of decent life, for not protecting you, and accepting what feels like alien feelings with softening to those others who seem freakish in our area of judgment and digital damnation. Like kids in middle school, 
they can just be mean for no reason. And sometimes those awful little clicky kids breed an evil in someone that rages much later when everyone pretends we're all back to normal, when we all thought it had just manned up and gone away. We have a habit of hating and ostracizing and dividing and sweeping our problems under the rug. Joker is simply lifting the rug and looking underneath it. Nothing more, nothing less. It's there. Uh, just like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. <laughs> Thank God I, I, just... I called that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I read that and I thought this that was just so well put. And I think... Um, well, Thank you know, to his publicist for putting that together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, he, he writes really well. <laughs> but I just wanted to share that. I thought it was really that good. That was cool. I mean, it definitely summarizes it up pretty nicely um, and shines a, a good light on it. Very interesting, man. It's cool to hear the different takes. Um, like I said, I, I can't wait to see it again. You know, like, and and when I say see it again, like I'm not saying this movie's super rewatchable. Like this isn't a movie that like, like like you compared it to Avengers. You know, it's something that I could be bored on a lazy afternoon and just be like, hey, I'm gonna throw on Avengers and watch the you know the the final battle or something. Like you know, with Joker, that's not something I'm gonna do super often. But uh, I think theatrically, I want to sit through it again. Just to, like I said, to have those fresh set of eyes and seeing it, it's always cool with a movie like this like i said once you see how it plays out to kind of watch it back and see the clues and pick up on different things that you didn't see the first time and that's always the kind of the fun moments you know especially knowing now that a lot of that stuff were visions in his head and different things like that that like you know do i see things in a different light that second go around um very very interesting man this movie it's not for everybody, you know. I mean, it, it's about a seventy-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's fresh. But you know, it's seventy-five percent, which means you know, there's a, there's still a good handful of, out of people out of this that were like, "Nah, I'm good," and and didn't care for it. Uh, but box office wise, this movie is cleaning up. Um, it is the largest October opening of all time, actually beating the record that Venom made last year. Um, it was suggested that it made 93 million over the weekend when the final numbers hit it actually made 96 so it was three million over the projection making 96 million uh, here in the states it made another um, 140 million or so overseas um, and so far right to the recording of the show the movie has already made 272 million dollars uh, worldwide so 119 here in the u.s and 152 foreign so 272 worldwide which is phenomenal uh the production budget is not listed on this movie but i'm telling you they made this film for like 50 or 60 mil this movie was cheap because that is the only way that you get away with doing the things they did and doing it in an r-rated setting is to minimize the risk and that's exactly why they were able to make the first Deadpool movie because they made it for like sixty million dollars, you know. And it's and same thing. Logan was made for a very cheap budget. Um, that's how you get away with these R-rated comic book films, and that's what happened here. I'm telling you, this movie was made for around fifty, sixty million, and it's already made almost three hundred million. So I'm telling you, the um, idea of sequel is very, very heavy. We'll see where it goes. Uh, we know that they're going to start making the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson here soon, directed by Matt Reeves. And who knows? I don't think he'll jump into Joker right out the gate, but there might be some talks a little bit down the road, and you never know if we might see Joaquin Phoenix pop up uh, in a sequel to the Batman, being that 
it is an earlier Batman in his career once again in the new movies that they're doing. So timeline wise, it could work out okay. Um, but you know, let's. I don't think it should go there either. I think you know, um, I like the idea of the one undones, the else world kind of things because it opens the door to a lot of other possibilities, like doing like maybe like a Red Sun Superman movie or you know some the Kingdom Come, like doing just these kind of things that your main timeline would never really get to, but maybe as a one-off kind of thing, it'd be kind of cool, you know? So um, we'll see where it goes, man, but money usually talks, and that's either going to lead to a sequel or to his eventual insertion into some sort of other DC world, and we see it with the Batman. But um, crazy, crazy, man. It's been a hell of a ride. This was a hell of a movie, and uh, thank you guys for jumping on. Any last thoughts, anything else we want to get out before we wrap this baby up? Um, yes. Uh, so uh, final thoughts. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to do our star ranking. I, I yeah, haven't mentioned it. mine, but uh, I, I'll go ahead and say that I, um, after some thought, I, I will definitely say this is a five star movie. Um, uh, again, friggins, I understand, you know, your, your thought process for not wanting to watch a movie. Another movie I think is really good is Birdman. Um, but I don't, I feel like I never have to watch that movie again. Um, <laughs> cause it wasn't that great. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, art, art is art, you know, it, it, it's, it, there's different types of art, um, you know, whether if it's dance or, or paintings or, or film or whatever it is, like art is subjective. Everybody sees things differently. There's three of us. Um, we all agree on some things. We disagree on some things, but I think a movie that has done what this movie has done and that has created this much um, discussion and this much thought behind it and things you know it's right there it's in front of us yet we are seeing different things i don't understand how you're not seeing giant super rats dx but you didn't see the (laughs) giant super rats and this movie does that It, it, it it's you know it's dark it's got its you know high points where you think it's going to be like oh it's going to be laughy but it just keeps getting darker and darker and that's a place i don't think that we really get to a lot nowadays in 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 movies and film it's always happy and um my favorite love wedding and 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 avengers and and i don't this movie just it's not a comic book film and if you're getting that comic book film burnout you're not this is not it. You're not going to get that comic book film feeling at all in this. Even if you have never picked up a Batman comic, you don't need to understand any of the um, Easter eggs or any of the nods that we've been referencing. Like this is just a good movie by itself. And for that, like I, I, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to us talk about this movie, there's really not a whole lot that we, you know, in terms of spoiling to get the full effect of this movie. It's not, what happens in the movie it's just going through the experience it's a ride so if you haven't i i highly recommend and that that's peeps last thought mic drop that was good i i can't follow that up i mean you pretty much said everything <laughs> but, but you're gonna you know anyway. I, i'm just gonna say <laughs> that <laughs> I've, I've i spoke my piece i talked about you know my thoughts on it and I agree and echo what Peeps is saying. This is an experience. This is a movie, you know, that there's more than just watching a movie if you pay attention to what else is going on. Um, And it's definitely something worth watching because even if at the end of the day you don't really like the movie, you 
this, this movie is going to be talked about forever. And I, I mean, people are comparing it to Martin Scorsese. They're comparing, you know, like Taxi Driver um, and, and other things like that. So I have a feeling that this discussion of this film and what was done here is going to be talked about for a while. I fully expect to see, you know, Oscar noms, if not for Joaquin Phoenix only, maybe some other things where, you know, I, I don't know if they'll, they'll get a best picture, or, but it better have cinematography in there, man, I'm telling you. But um, it's just something that we haven't really seen in a quote-unquote comic book movie. And just like you said, if you are going to this, do not expect a comic book movie. This is mm-hmm. not that. Um, it's exactly something it, I said on, the, on my spoiler-free uh, review on my main podcast was just, you're looking for that comic book movie and you're looking for the big bang like this is not that kind of movie so don't don't go yeah. in looking for that fully agree and, and that's all i was going to close on so it's it's back to you john thanks which you just brought up the one last point i wanted to make and kind of go around um real fast is academy awards oscars this year thoughts whether I, i'm gonna say right now i think there's no way in hell joaquin phoenix does not win best actor for this movie, I will be shocked if he does not win. I will be really hella shocked if he doesn't even get nominated. I feel like that is the most slam dunk nomination I can pick. Um, I see nothing less than him winning for Best Actor. I think there's a chance that he could, that the movie could be nominated for Best Film as well. Um, uh, possibly Best Director for Todd Phillips. Um, but I'm really going out on the limb for uh, him for Best Actor. I just think, I just, I don't see how you can't. So I just want to see what do you do? You guys think it runs a chance uh, for the Academy Award, peeps? Um, dude, yes, I, I I definitely do. Exactly what you said when you opened up, um, DX is, um, like Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, he's very he's been very meh for the longest time. I think the, the the last movie that I thought he was really really good in was Gladiator. Um, but outside of that, he he's literally just been yeah, and 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 every other film that I've seen him in. Um, but in this movie, he transformed. Like this is acting on a whole new level. Like he, he's not Walking Phoenix, you know. Like Will Smith is Will Smith in, in fucking every movie. Like the, he went to a whole new level, transformed entirely from everything from that laugh to his awkwardness to his losing all that weight for the for the uh, it. He deserves, in my opinion. Um, you know, best actor for this film, um, hands down. Uh, as, as for other things, cinematography and music, I think that's all nice. But I, I'm not <laughs> as much of an expert as Friggins is, so I'll let you know, I'll take Friggins' word for it. Oh, please do, because the cinematography. I mean, the <laughs> shots were just amazing. The colors, the lighting, uh, everything was just phenomenal. If this thing doesn't get up there for cinematography, for score, uh, for even, I would even go as far as to say. Uh, screenplay, you know, the, the all that stuff. I, I could see this really be nominated for multiple things. Um, and you guys have all covered exactly about Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, the guy's amazing. He is not the same in any role he does. And especially this one, it wasn't Joaquin Phoenix. It was Arthur Fleck. And that's, I think, the best compliment you could give to an actor. And I personally haven't seen anything that I think comes anywhere close to that performance that he gave so far. Now, that being said, Don, we still have a couple more months to go. Nah, so, you know, there could be... <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> you never know. It's going to be all these Snorfest movies that nobody gives a fuck about. 
Except for the Oscar people. Except for the Oscar exactly, people. They always pick the Snorfest one. It is a, it's a done deal. I'm still mad that Saving Private Ryan lost, but whatever. Um, yeah. Was that so. recent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only been like 20 years ago. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Don. I think this could, I, I mean, if nothing else, he should be up for, for Best Actor for sure. Would you be crazy that that would be two people winning an Oscar for playing right? the Joker? I mean, how nuts is that? So, very, very crazy. Well, that'll do it, guys, um, for our hour and a half plus conversation about Joker. The spoiler review, Am I Still in the Air, uh, in the books. Great conversation, a different type of spoiler review, uh, but very fun film to dissect on through. And uh, like we said, man, if maybe you were on the fence about watching it and you're listening to this podcast just to kind of get an inside feel... Go check it out for yourself, man. I mean, everybody's going to interpret this film in a different way. And I think you should just see it for yourself and see what you end up uh, getting out of it. So uh, I think it's worth, I think we all think it's worth, you know, seeing it in the theater. Um, I know both these guys, like they said, they gave five stars. Uh, I actually gave four and a half uh, for this one. I did not go five on this. Uh, I feel it was a tad slow in the beginning. Um, I would have maybe moved some things around, um, but the second half, just phenomenal. So um, I'm just going to come in slightly underneath it. Um, but yes, uh, great, great movie there on that end. So thank you to my boys, Peeps and Friggins, for joining. Um, definitely check them out on Twitter. Peeps is at For My Peoples. And Friggins, of course, F R I G G I N Z with a Z at the end. Um, and uh, <laughs> you can always follow him on Instagram as well and see his big, long, dra- drawn-out post. Whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, okay. All you, all you got to do is hold the button, and you can read it. Just hold the button. It's a pain in the ass. Or you could just Thanks watch for... the review on Stardust, and uh, you could do spoiler and non-spoiler reviews on Stardust, <laughs> record a nice 30-second video, and, and you'll see it. So uh, you could follow all of us on Stardust, but I'm the only one that posts videos on there a lot, so... Check me out at Don Mega. So uh, I hope these guys would get on board with it because they should be doing reviews on Stardust as well. Uh, but thank you guys for joining um, and pe- talking some Joker with me. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us, DX. Of Beautiful course, man. anytime, anytime. And that'll do it once again for tonight's Am I Still on the Air? The Joker, Joker spoiler review. So if you got to go, go with a smile. Peace.